Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to uh, another episode of All of a Sudden. This is episode number 70. Um, as you can see, my co-host Joe is uh, not here today. That's because he's, you know, busy making that money. He just got a new job and he's already, he just got promoted. So now he's working nights. Uh, yeah. But as you can see now, I have uh, Jeremiah, you know, old time, uh, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, mm -hmm. Just kidding. He's been on the show a few times. What's up, Jeremiah? Not much, man. Just got back. I'm, I'm good. How was, uh, how was the trip coming in? Cause you just got in today, right? I got in, uh, I got in last night at eight, but I left midnight the night before. So mm -hmm. it was a 17 hour motorcycle ride and I'm still feeling the fucking, I'm still fried. I'm tired. I can imagine that. Like, uh, obviously a trip in general, like even in a car, can be like quite uncomfortable but to be yeah. like even on a motorcycle for that long that sounds painful it kicked my ass dude i'm, I'm still beat yeah i'm sunburned <laughs> too like right here. oh no way you oh well yeah because i mean the sun's just hitting you like from everywhere huh i had a helmet but it's still it's still like dude it kicked my ass <laughs> i can imagine man i can imagine like that i don't know i just i can imagine it well, obviously, uh, Jeremiah here, he's uh, really big into film and stuff like that. Um, we always, whenever we get together, we always like discussing a lot of the different filmmaking techniques and filmography and stuff like that. And I know uh, we played a joke on him last week by saying how awful Tenet was. I know Jeremy, uh, that was his honest opinion. But mine, I was kind of, I liked it, but uh, I could see some of Jeremy's points. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's got some valid points for sure. Um, so, so starting yeah. with the, I guess like the opening, uh, it was very tense. It opens up with that opera scene. Uh, it's pretty cool because like you're seeing, uh, it's it's almost like everything's building with the the way that the quartet or the orchestra is playing, right. and the moment they stop, that's when everything hits the fan. Yeah, it's like the bass drop, like action. Mm -hmm. And I, I found that uh, very, that was very well done. I think uh, if Nolan knows one thing, it's definitely how to utilize uh, like background noises. I do uh, have some issues with the movie in terms of like the, the editing with the dialogue and the sound. Because yeah. I understand that was a, an issue for a lot of people, including mm -hmm. us. It was a hard, it was really hard to hear the, the dialogue with all this loud noises in the background but uh yeah. from yeah. what i would understand uh a big part of that was because i think he had originally shot in 35 milli millimeter and when it transitioned to digital it kind of messed with a lot of the backtracking and stuff like that so it was technical difficulties i thought it was artistic choice that he he wants you to be so uh how do, you, how do you put it? Like pulled into the film that you're like, you're trying to pick it up. But if it's technical stuff, I, I think I understand that more. Mm -hmm. Like you can yeah, uh, see. And um, I could, I could definitely see where he made like a lot of uh, artistic choices. Uh, like one scene, not to get too ahead of myself, but there's one scene where they're in a car and you can automatically see that the window or the, the mirror is broken you're like, what the hell? Like, how did that happen? And obviously later on, you kind of see the inversion of how, I guess, it would have been broken. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that's definitely a, a big, um, 
a big reason why I kind of enjoyed it was uh, a lot of the choreography was pretty good. A lot of, uh, obviously, the sound design was really good. And a lot of the action was really spot on. Like, he really knows how to, yeah. I guess, uh, make a scene kind of come to life. But uh, a lot of my, I guess, troubles with it were definitely in the moments where uh, the protagonist, because you never, he, the one thing he decided not to do was give uh, the protagonist an actual name. Uh, it was crazy because I, I remember when me and Jeremy were walking out of the theater, we're like, wait, what the hell was his name? Jeremy thinks it's Tenet, but I don't know if that's the case. I, I think, I mean, I, Tenet, yeah, go ahead. I think... To, I'm going to kind of defend that choice because uh, I think it makes sense because he's a secret agent and it's the yeah. afterlife. And so getting a name is kind of uh, like it's it, not there's no reason kind for of it, like right? James Bond or Ethan Hunt. Like you're not supposed to know these guys. They're not supposed to have a backstory. They're supposed to be secret. No. Yeah. yeah like, they're really about the job and this guy proved it and uh for him to have a name and him to have a a backstory is kind of like he's not so secret if we know him yeah yeah obviously so he's uh so it opens up and uh it, it's pretty crazy because uh it's almost there's like four heists four main heists in the movie and with like a lot of things in between so like the first heist is uh when they're getting the first piece of the the puzzle or when he first finds that little part of the uh algorithm. algorithm yeah and uh at first he doesn't know what the heck it is but he's starting to kind of see some stuff going on like with a a bullet that he never saw get shot but it then it gets like reversed mm-hmm. and uh yeah like you you can definitely appreciate or you can definitely see like a lot of the whole uh covert op stuff I, I believe it's even mentioned how uh we try not to leave a paper trail uh because if there's a paper trail then the people in the future will have an idea and they'll go back and stop so you specific time yeah so that's why i believe he chose not to uh give him a name because yeah. by him not having a name it allows him to be safe or whatever yeah. you can't go back to him yeah yeah um it it was pretty cool um even like the the lack of audio like at times when uh when he's like scaling that building and it kind of you're the last thing you hear is just like the shot and then just goes like silent and you're like whoa like you get really uh pulled into it and there's a lot of uh also choices where in the beginning like uh he doesn't get told what to do but he somehow figures it out on his own if that makes sense like uh when they first when he dies and they're like welcome to the afterlife and they tell him you know the word tenant you know the code word and as well as the you know the The hand thing uh they drop him off into like one of this windmills and they didn't uh i've seen the movie twice already and I, i noticed they never told him like what exactly his mission was it was just mainly to figure it out or you know, yeah, follow the breadcrumbs. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was cool. Uh, I guess, cause you kind of, it's that whole show don't tell. Yeah. And you kind of see him like, okay, this guy just left this car. I'm getting right in it without even questioning it and knowing like, Oh, Hey, there's the destination. I don't know. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a little weird, but it's, it's definitely, uh, 
it's definitely really cool. He he knows uh I guess like some of his covert covert ops stuff. Um let's see, this choreography was pretty good. Uh it I it was cool because I was taking notes and it was uh I was even complimenting him how the choreography is almost clockwork. It's very like like almost everything moves with a purpose, if that makes sense. Because I guess it does due to the fact that, uh, so the whole idea of like tenant is it's not necessarily just time travel. It has to do with like, as things are moving forward, there's also things going backward Yeah. and we're just like kind of in the moment or something. I don't know. It's a, it was a, that, that was one of the discussions me and germs had about how it's just so cockamamie or whatever. It's very complicated. And I think that's why the first time I had a hard time, I left the theater frustrated because I was like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. I, I, the, the main story, you could follow it, but I, I remember leaving and being like, fuck, what was all that about? Really, really. And the emotional punches that it did pull, I got at the end with Pattinson and uh, John David Washington having that moment where they were like, we're buddies, but right now I have to go die. Mm-hmm. That hit, but it was still like, fuck, what are we doing with the plutonium? What is this bad guy doing it? Why is he doing it? And so when the second time came around and I was sitting there having knowing what happens at the end and how it uh, connects everything again, it made it like 10 times better. And I'm still reeling to figure out like, there's just so many questions, very complicated, but uh, I think it's accurate because Maybe I'm stupid and I can't uh, question. <laughs> like, you, there's no way I can disprove Nolan and be like, "No, nah, that's wrong." So yeah, exactly. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's it's it gets really into like those quantum physics or whatever the heck kind of realm. It's like, yeah, I guess you could get away with it because you know I'm not a physicist. I don't know what the hell, uh, what's real and what's not real, or what what really is and what isn't. But it did feel a little like out there especially with a lot of the dialogue a lot of like the back and forths were very quick and like i don't know uh i i feel like in terms of explaining or like giving that little bit of context he could have performed it a little better or adjusted his uh dialogue a little better or get gotten i guess like some better writers to kind of break down what he was trying to communicate to us but uh a lot of it was very I think one of the, one of the ways we we kind of told ourselves it was kind of like we're Big Bang Theory, where like people were just using like these words just to use the words and not really like you know no one in real life talks that way unless they're trying to be like an an asshole about it. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, okay, yeah, like snobby. Like yeah, can, I'm gonna use these big words to kind of throw not throw you off, but to just sound to just sound like I'm I know what I'm talking about, but not because right. I actually. I'm trying to explain to you what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was pretty good. I mean, like we, we sat with it for a good while. Like we were talking about it for at least a solid, maybe about 20, 30 minutes. And then we were just like, you know what? Fuck Nolan. <laughs> it's pretty cool though. Um, I liked a lot of the, I guess uh, the, the best way to explain it were, were like mirrored shots where it's like, you kind of see, what's happening on one side and then you're seeing what happened what's happening on the other side 
You're talking then, about uh, the scene where it's red and blue? Yeah, well, uh, they do it uh, in a lot of other scenes, too. So it's like it's really uh, pronounced with the red and blue scene. But it's also like uh, when they first go to the warehouse and there's that fence, you know, disconnecting everything. All right. right and then right. also at the at the art gallery where it's that uh, bulletproof uh, wall. Yeah. And on one side, you got Pattinson. And on the other side, you got uh, uh, John David Washington. And then they kind of like go through their little experiences with the the inverted version of himself or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I uh right away from the from the get go when I when I saw that and I saw that he had removed his mask, I knew then that it was either one or both of them. I was like, okay, clearly uh like from the moment you meet uh what's his name? Neil. Yeah. Uh you know that he already has spent a lot of time with John David Washington's character. Like he's just so comfortable around him. He's not like, Oh, you know, I'm meeting this guy for the first time. Let me not mess up. Let me not be, mm -hmm. uh, I guess uncomfortable or whatever. He was, he had like this comfort about him. Like even the way that he would sit, he was kind of like slouched and he's like, I know you don't drink the, the day yeah. of a job or whatever. And he even knows like exactly what to order him. And uh, John David was like, I usually get a club soda and he just calls him out. And he's like, no, you don't. You don't. Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought, I thought that was, that was already like where I started forming that, I guess, kind of idea where, okay, this isn't the first time that he's met him, you know? And I still can't wrap my head around that, how it is the first time, but they already know each other. Right. I, I thought it was very, I guess, uh, poetic in a sense, because as, our main character, John David Washington, is moving forward with his story. Uh, Neil is already hitting the end of his story. But, yeah. yeah. Which is why that last scene that you had just brought up was such a big impact. I thought that was one of the best scenes uh, in the whole movie because you do feel that. You do feel like, oh, wow, you know, like this is, in a sense, the end of their friendship, but at the same time, the beginning of their friendship. You know, yeah, he's just because... meeting him. He's just meeting him at the beginning, but John David Washington's seeing him at his end. I don't know. And, it's just. Yeah. Pattinson was teaching him what Washington was going to teach him later. But that later. What happens is going to happen. Yeah. So they made each other comfortable with that idea that you just have to do it because it's going to happen anyway. So you have to deal with it and be good with it. Yeah, it's it's like he was saying, you know, it's uh, or like uh, one of the other characters was saying, you know, it's that cowboy shit or whatever, you know, like you guys are just doing shit to and trying to see what happens instead of really thinking it out through. And then, I mean, yeah, sometimes it works out for the best, but at the same time, sometimes you just got to do it because it has to be done. It needs yeah. to be done yeah, and okay. better we do it than the bad guys do it. And uh, I don't know, I thought, I thought it was really brilliant in terms, when it got into that uh, idea of the story, I thought he, it worked really well. But when it got into like all the explanation and all that other kind of backstory about how, uh, what the heck was his name? Uh, the Sabre? Russian, was it Alex yeah, or Andre? I think it was Andre, yeah. When it gets into like how he ended up getting the the platoni plutonium and all that other stuff uh that's where it got a little kind of like murky 
or a little more, I feel like he wasn't really trying too hard with that. I feel like he was just trying to like progress the story with that. Yeah. Like the really... Yeah. He wasn't all that. His, his, motivation? Uh, his motivation wasn't all that, all that strong. Cause he was just upset at the world, right? Basically he was upset that the girl didn't want to be with him and he wasn't happy anymore because he was so jaded and he wanted to end everything. Yeah, exactly. It felt very, uh, I mean, I want to say childish. It felt, but uh, I know there's probably a better word out there, but I know childish is one of the best examples I could go with. It was, it didn't feel like a main villain uh, uh -huh. in terms of, of story that large, especially because uh, he was, uh, he was almost supposed to be like a cult leader. If that uh, makes sense. Cause he has all these followers, right? And these guys are all blindly following him uh, without ever thinking about like, you know, what the consequences are going to be on them. If that makes sense. You know, like he tells that guy, Hey, shoot him in the head and drop the bomb. Why is the guy just like, yeah, let me drop the bomb and end existence. You know, he's not really thinking he's just like, yes, boss right away. And just reverse shoots uh, Robert Pattinson somehow. I don't know. Yeah. I'm probably going to see it again this week, but yeah, the, the, the villain was kind of, he flatlined. Yeah. He was, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, I don't know the, the actor's name, but I really found him, uh, pretty menacingly, uh, especially whenever he got like really upset or really angry or really like, you know, like, you know, don't freaking fuck yeah. with me or whatever, you know, uh -huh. I could, I could sense that. But at the same time, it always felt, it always kind of kept falling back to that, like very childish mentality of a villain like oh me 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 i get what i want uh i think that's even a, a quote that one of his uh boys say when uh john david washington's character gets with the wife at the at the first time that they have dinner and he's gonna he sent like his boys there to go mess him up uh he makes the wife's uh stay to see like the outcome right. he's like you know he always gets what he wants and then he just kicks that other guy out and she's just like apparently not always and it was it was it was interesting the wife in general was also kind of a little bit annoying to me um you know obviously she had a reason um to do the things that she did and she had a reason to kind of uh i guess kill andre like a second earlier than he should than she should have but uh i don't know i, I definitely felt like that also was a little bit like hey you know what the end of the world is going to happen. Uh, but I guess it also kind of lends itself to that whole things are going to happen. So, you know, let them happen in a sense. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's just, it, like I said, it's, it's a huge, uh, I feel like he was, he had like all these different dishes that he was making and he couldn't really focus on all of them. So he just focused on like the main courses. And that was one of the ones that wasn't really, fully developed and i think part of that reason is also because he plans on making uh this like a series that's what i'm thinking too even though he hasn't announced it right it's it might be in his plans to tell another couple of stories with this uh inversion stuff i could easily see this movie be like at least a trilogy or something like that because yeah. obviously i mean the whole setup is there from uh from the get-go i mean we're seeing him 
go through it all and then we see already the ending so how do we get there you know we need all that in between we need to see when he meets neil when he starts to set up everything and how he ends up sending all this stuff back and then doing it all over again you know what i mean i i feel like there's a lot of uh back to the future kind of vibes from it so where they'll then, definitely go back to the first one and the last one yeah they can do more character depth in other stories with neil uh washington and and sador the bad guy which i was gonna tell you he's um that's kenneth Branagh, the villain from yeah tenet and he's uh i don't know if you like these films but he plays hercule Poirot in the murder on the orient express and i think it's coming out in december death on the nile Those oh yeah i was seeing that how do you feel uh, about that one uh do you think it's gonna be any good did, did you like enjoy those. the oriental yeah i like that film and uh this one looks sick as fuck too so yeah i like it and i like the actor and he's a director too so he's cool he's a good guy yeah that's that's what i'm saying like uh in terms of his acting, I, I'm not faulting the guy. I think it's just the character itself uh, wasn't written as, I guess, menacingly to me or like as a, I, I didn't find him as a, as a good foil to John David Washington's character, but I guess he was the perfect first foil for him because it yeah. gave him just enough of a challenge for John David Washington to kind of start getting like his, uh, his footing in, in the whole inversion uh, story or whatever. Cause uh, a lot of, like, I, I definitely know like one of my notes here, it's not like he was a, a genius or anything. It's just the fact that because of inversion, he already knew all the answers. It wasn't like he knew all the answers because he was smart enough to plan it all out. It's just the fact that yeah he already witnessed it. So he went back and, tried to go against it yeah he so had the resources cool. and yeah um so i guess uh how would you uh i have i have i guess i have like three questions number one uh what's your rating on it how did you like this movie uh because it's and i knew this going in the first time i knew it was a multiple viewing film and i knew it's because it, it, okay, we had been away from the, the theater for so long, and then this was kind of the return to not only a new film, but Nolan doesn't do, aside from the Batman films, he doesn't do remakes or rehashes, or he doesn't um, really adapt books into film. He writes his own stuff, which is, that's hard as fuck to do on your own. And this is his latest one. I was super hyped, so I'm gonna give it like a nine, dude. And then the score, the the composer, he worked oh, on uh, Ludwig Göransson. Yeah, I got I got him right here. Uh, I actually have a few of his movies that he did too. Yeah, Creed. Uh, so he did Black Panther. Yeah, he did the yeah. two Creeds, Black Panther, uh, Venom. Uh, another one is like Thirty Minutes and Less, and you know a couple other movies. And it was good. I liked I. I yeah. really liked his, his, uh, what is it? Uh, not, uh, 
uh, I forget the word. It's not a uh, whatever. I li- I liked I liked his songs or whatever. Yeah, uh, they, they were really good and they fit and they tied well with a yeah. lot of the tension, a lot of the suspense, a lot of the action that was going on. And even like I was saying earlier, like a lot of the quieter moments, there would be times where even his music would kind of just be that little hum that would just mm-hmm. like rise and then you know. Yeah, it's good. Kind of like I don't want to say a a Hans Zimmer esque ripoff because Zimmer uh, wanted Nolan to use Goranson, but like he he did his job well and it sounded great in IMAX. Uh, so I guess my rating is like a nine nine and a half. It's pretty close to perfect. Uh, so I guess uh, with your score, what do you think was uh, well? Obviously, I'm pretty sure one of his strengths, like you had mentioned, was like the score and stuff. But what was one of his, uh, I guess, uh, weaknesses in terms of this film? You hit you? it on the nose the last time with the the sound design, especially with dialogue and um, maybe how they watered down the exposition mm-hmm. and explaining uh, the science. Maybe that was watered down and how, I don't know. I don't think the character development was as bad as we think it is. I think it, he just simplified it to tell a basic story. Cause I think Nolan is, he's our generations, one of our generations, great directors. And he's telling his stories, which is what cinema should be. Um, it's like revisiting an old book that you like, I think and he's got different layers and you said it earlier he hits the same themes throughout his films with different characters and i think that's what some of our favorite books do is that a lot of the characters in the books they'll go through the same problems and hit those same themes and i think that's what makes it great is that it it's just layered a bunch of layers that you don't see until you see it again after a while um, and then you kind of just put all the pieces together. Yeah. And it's not like, it's not like, like these comic book movies where you know it's going to happen and you know, it's just, that's the, that's the pulp of it. It's a layer thing where every time you see it, you're going to notice new things and you're going to connect things again and then connect deeper things and be like, fuck, okay, that was, it's better this time. I I, I can definitely attest to that. Um, one of the things that sucks is uh, I think I, I mentioned this on the last podcast or I don't know if uh, Joe was recording at the time, but on my second viewing, uh, it was great because I was able to kind of catch a lot more of the, the things that I had missed. But uh, what had sucked was some kid decided to uh, pull a fire alarm and uh, we were unable to finish, which yeah. I, I uh, is another question I, I was about to bring up. Um, but I guess to kind of finish my first uh, train of thought, it is one of those movies that you definitely have to rewatch and rewatch because you get more and more of that, those pieces together. And um, definitely if you caught it on that first weekend, I feel like, uh, I don't know if it was the theaters or if they did like a rehash, but I was able to hear the dialogue a lot better. So I, I, I'm wondering if maybe uh, they sent them like a new copy because uh, obviously, like the dialogue was very toned down the first time I saw it, but uh, this time around, I was it was actually like, oh hey, I can actually hear John David Washington's character. I can hear 
uh, uh, Robert Pattinson talking to me. I can hear, uh, well, pretty much everybody. I can hear like every single uh, thing that was being said. I could finally yeah. pick up on it. Uh, so I guess to go to my next question was, what was the scene that kind of really, you were like, whoa, this is like the greatest uh, cinematography I'd seen in the past like eight months since the shutdown or whatever. Like what, what part of the film were you just like, that's it. Like that, that's great. Like that was, mm. it had to be that, uh, that posterity scene at the end with uh, Panson telling him about, we did it, but I'm about to go die, but we're going to meet later. That, that uh, exchange. That little exchange. Yeah, where it was like, okay, Nolan, you got me again, bastard. You got me. Yeah. For me, you, uh, what, huh? You? What was the scene for you? So mine is a little bit before all that. Uh, mine's a little bit more on like the technical than like the, I guess like the character moments. Yeah. It had to do with the, uh, I guess that whole balancing act of that final heist when they're trying to stop the the bomb from going off. And you're just seeing Pattinson jumping back and forth and back and forth. And you're seeing like all the different uh, people going around. You're seeing like the choreography of like people, you know, going backwards. You're seeing uh, what, what I loved a lot about this film that uh, I, I had just thought about this the other day is he doesn't really use a whole lot of CGI, or at least I didn't notice a lot of CGI. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is very choreographed. So like some of the people going backwards even uh, like when they're trying to save the, the, the wife, uh, they're moving, you know, forward and then like other people are moving backwards and you could tell it was all uh, shot that way. It wasn't like, Hey, we're going to record everybody going forward and then we're going to reverse it while you guys yeah. are going practical. practical yeah. Effects, it was yeah. very, it was all those practical effects of that final uh, heist and then seeing uh you're seeing it like in normal time and then you're also seeing it like looped at least like three times with Robert Pattinson trying to trying to get uh, everything to kind of work together at the end. Because you have, as soon as uh, they go in, you're seeing like this Humvee just driving around. And at first you're like, oh, is that a bad guy? Like, who is that? Like, why are they just driving through the battlefield? And then sure enough, like you find out later that it was Pattinson trying to warn them yeah. about the bomb and then once he saw that he was unsuccessful about the bomb you know he went back again to kind of like uh i guess save him from not getting shot and all this other stuff it's it was very confusing but also very well uh well done in, yeah. in my opinion yeah um and then i guess my last question for uh the movie is one of the things that I kind of, uh, or one of the theories that uh, I had going in, as well as uh, that I saw uh, people were posting online were that Neil was actually the kid of the wife. Yeah. How do you feel about that theory? Do you think that kind of uh, sits or that kind of uh, holds some water? I, I think so. I, I feel like it could connect. I don't know if I don't know if it could really uh, be a part of Nolan's storytelling, but I see how it it could be connected, and I like it. I would be I like interested it too. to see that fleshed out. Yeah. The the one thing that kind of cemented me towards that theory, because obviously there were little like tidbits of that here and there, 
But I was like, okay, I feel like he could do that or he's just kind of testing the waters to see how it, how it lands. But one of the, the pieces that I knew, hey, you know what, this is a little more than just a theory, was towards the end when they're discussing uh, – Man, I keep I don't know. I don't remember her name, but the the wife's uh, when she's calling back that memory uh, when she saw like the woman jumping off of the the boat. Robert Pattinson knew the date like right away. Oh, yep, yep. And there was no like nobody ever brought that up to him. He never knew. Uh, you know, she had never told him that story bef- before. No. And why would he randomly just know this? random piece of information i mean he could argue that you know maybe because he's a future version or uh he's from the future so he kind of yeah. remembers this mission but at the same time it kind of stuck out to him because he was kind of like looking out as john david washington's character was talking and he was like it was this date at this time and it was like how the hell would you know that like and uh, exactly even, those two characters they didn't uh they didn't react to it either, right? They didn't, I guess, notice that he knew. They just, you okay, could, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they kind of, I mean, there's a little piece uh, or a little part where John David Washington's like, you're always like, you always seem to know things before they happen. Or you always mm-hmm. seem to know uh, more than you let on. And I guess that's kind of like their throwaway, like, hey, you know what, you know, maybe this or maybe that. But that's kind of more or less where I was like, hey, this is a kid. Uh, one little thing that, uh, I saw online was, I think the kid's name is Max and, uh, it's short for like Maximilian. So when you reverse that and you like take like the last four letters, which is, uh, hold on, let me see. I think it's, uh, N E I L. So it's Neil. Yeah. So that's what they're thinking is going to be like freaking, uh, it's Max from the future coming back or something like that. And that's why they, have met or they might meet or whatever the hell and uh yeah stuff like that because even one of the first questions that he asked him is like would you put a child and uh his mother in harm or something like that and i don't know there's just so much there that it's like hey you know what he's the gears are there uh or the gears are turning but who knows if it's gonna actually go that way you think uh warner brothers will let nolan tell another story i think so uh i think so too i mean uh i i know the first weekend it didn't you know make a lot of money but obviously due to covid and stuff like that it's it definitely took a hit because this movie was supposed to be out in the beginning of the year it was supposed to be like a summer blockbuster or early summer blockbuster but uh with covid it kind of became like a early fall release and that's not really Towards the end of the year, that's when lesser of the big uh, blockbuster movies get released. Everybody knows that the money is in summer. And then obviously with COVID and social distancing and uh, the way that movie theaters are trying to kind of stifle overcrowding a theater, I could see how that really affected it a lot. But uh, I believe it still made enough or more than what they spent on it especially worldwide because i believe worldwide they made a couple million above what was spent i know i wrote it down here so oh, okay so it cost 205 million to make opening weekend they made about uh 
207.5. So they had just barely went 2 million above that worldwide. So, I mean, the money's there. Um, obviously it's Nolan. A lot of people love Nolan and his, uh, time movies or whatever, but, uh, I could see Warner brothers, uh, allowing for that to happen. Um, I guess <laughs> there, there was a uh, one kind of a thing that I, I wanted to bring up, but it, I did the whole, did the highway scene seem kind of uh, familiar to you? Does that make sense? When I was uh, watching the highway scene, uh, it felt very reminiscent of matrix reloaded. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, I'll always be brought back to that highway scene. If, I see a highway scene. It takes me Especially back with the, Warner Brothers, right? And I, yeah. I, as I was watching it the second time around, it looked almost like the same highway, and I kind of was like, "Huh, that's kind of cool." But uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, that's that's pretty much it, man. Like, you think they filmed on the same set? Maybe. I mean, it could be. It's Warner Brothers. Uh, when I took the Warner Brothers tour, I I noticed uh, one of the things the guy kept mentioning was how they kind of like to reuse stuff. Uh, because they don't like to throw away stuff if they're going to end up needing it later. Yeah. Which makes sense. It saves money uh, for production and all that other stuff. And it, it seems almost rem uh, like that same highway. Maybe a different part of it. Because I know uh, when they had filmed The Matrix, it was like they had built probably about like a, I think it was five miles. I don't remember how many. And for this scene, it was probably like this chunk of the mile or that chunk of the mile instead of the whole thing like in the matrix i can see that maybe it was the color the color design too where it just it looked gray mm -hmm. yeah uh, I, I noticed uh he used a lot of that like gray undertones as well and it, it was it was really cool man I, I don't know i i guess for me uh i can't give it a nine because I, I definitely uh i feel like dialogue has a lot um yeah. to do with the movie and for me, uh, because the dialogue seemed a lot like heavily edited and heavily like they were just reading their lines, like the the people didn't even really understand what they were saying. Um, I kind of have to give it like a seven for that. But everything else, choreography wise, uh, sound design wise, everything else I thought was phenomenal. I could easily see him... Uh, winning awards just in that category uh how long are you going to be in el paso for oh i'm here for the foreseeable future until i get something else going but i'll be here for i want to say the holidays sick sick uh let me know because i know you had like some film stuff that you wanted to do do you have a uh, anything that you want to kind of uh promote or anything that you want to like hey check this out or whatever hello Say that again. Uh, do you have anything that you want to like promote or kind of like get out there? Uh, right now, right now, right now. No, I have a bunch of things in the works and I want to talk to you and Joe about them maybe in the coming weeks. Cause I have a lot. I just got here. I want to get an apartment and then, uh, start going from start there. With you guys. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Yeah. Uh, keep in touch. And for sure, as always guys stay sunny and, uh, I'll see you guys in a bit. Uh, but for Jeremiah, it was nice uh, talking movies with you, man. 
Hell it's yeah, been a anytime. while. Anytime. Yeah. See you later, man. Laters. Hey, and welcome back to episode 70 of the All of a Sudden podcast. I'm being joined right now by Blad from Blad's Vlogs and also his <laughs> yeah. uh, Twitch stream. Uh, yeah. Was it? It's uh, Action Bladson. You go to Twitch TV slash Action underscore Bladson. Little, little underscore right there. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll Joe, Bladson. get to editing, bro. <laughs> I know. Get, 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 into, uh, get that post going, man. Give me that shameless uh, plug, baby. Exactly. Uh, so how have you been, man? I, I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while since episode 50. Dude, it's been 20 episodes? What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, I thought that shit was I, like last month. <laughs> no, it's been, I think uh, when we had you on, it was towards the beginning of the pandemic. And then obviously like now we're, what, what month is this? Like month eight, nine? 10,000? I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah, I think man. I think we're I think we're on the ninth circle of hell. Oh, no freaking doubt about that. So what have you been up to like in terms of uh like your vlogs or like your your Twitch streaming? Like what kind of games have you been playing? Uh I've just been playing like a lot of Warzone. Um this last week actually. I don't know if you've known, but um or I don't know if you heard, but an old popular game, Left 4 Dead 2. It got a fucking update on PC, bro. What? Yes, after what? 10 fucking years. After 10 fucking years, it got a fucking update. And so it, it was is, like it, is it the update. original? The original Left 4 Dead or Left 4 Dead 2? Uh, it was Left 4 Dead 2. But, okay. like, it, it pretty much has, like, both games inside right now. Because of, like, the way it's updated. And it has, like... It has, like, all the characters from the first one. And then... Um, okay you get so, to play yeah <laughs> so uh you know, you've played it obviously right yeah uh is it like okay without skipping a beat from like uh the last game to the new one or is there like a time displacement like are the characters like aged up five years six years or whatever well uh the the game actually didn't really have um like a big story mode or anything like that um it's just kind of like the same thing. It's just they added like levels to it. But it was like, it was really fucking cool knowing that, you know, Valve did something after 10 fucking years. Yep. And that, uh, that it's actually like making a comeback. Like I remember yeah, in the early days when we would hang out at Carlos's house, it was always just, uh, it was either Halo or Left 4 Dead. And we were always just like, you know, who shot the witch or jockey, jockey, like get the, the, this freaking guy off of me or the the bloaters and all that other stuff how, how are the mechanics like are they still pretty uh much the same are they comfortable like how oh yeah yeah they um they just added like stability to like a lot of shit that was the like guns. you know you can glitch out of and shit mm -hmm. um and then since it's on pc you know like they just updated the graphics a bit and it's, it's just, it was really cool actually like the update right now is really fucking fun I, I definitely got to check that out. I mean, I, I've been uh, curious about, like, PC gaming. That's the whole reason why I bought this whole setup. Like, my laptop has, like, the Ryzen 7 and uh, all that other stuff. I know it's not the most current one, and I know they just came out with the, was it the Ryzen 10 or the Ryzen 9? 
that's supposed I think to be it's like the ninth. Yeah, it's supposed to be like graphics that are like beyond imaginable and like almost no load times or something like that. But oh, yeah, uh, that shit's fast. <laughs> but uh yeah, man, like I've I've just been wanting to get into it. And then now that you're telling me that freaking Left 4 Dead is back, I, I definitely need to check that out. That was like the zombies game before Black Ops. Like before oh, yeah. Black Ops even uh existed, that was like always Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead. Yeah, but and it, what was really fun is just that um, it was like a 4v4 or like whatever, you know, because there were survivors and there's people who are the infected. That's right. You could, I forgot that you could switch to uh, like the different teams. I, I was talking more about like a, like during the campaign when you would just play as a, the main four dudes. Man, it's been so long. I don't even remember their names, but it was like a kind of like a rednecky dude, uh, like that business class dude uh the black dude and the chick yeah coach uh yeah coach thank you i i just remember him as like the guy that everybody used for like all their md videos like back in the day they would use like his like character profile and they would just like oh the gary's mod (laughs) yeah exactly ellis Ellis was uh shrek is love man Oh, that's right. Ellis. That's his name. Yeah, he was the Shrekest love. I was only nine years old when it happened. I fucking Man, that hate dude, that video. Yeah, that video is so creepy, dude. I never, <laughs> I never, um, I can't believe stuff like that in the early days of YouTube just like skyrocketed. I was yeah, listening it's to still, a, You could still fucking hear about it like to this day. Yeah, it's, it still like holds like a place in a lot of people's hearts. I was uh, watching a pod or listening, watching. I was listening to a podcast uh, a while back and they were talking about how uh, in like the early days of YouTube, the people who got the most views were like the ones who did like how-to videos, like how to tie a tie was like the most. And I still, I think it still is the most viewed uh, YouTube video, if I remember correctly. And it was just like something as simple as that or like how to change your oil or whatever you could have made like millions or billions on just from something as simple as showing people how to tie a tie. Should have yeah. jumped on that shit in 2005, I dude. I know it's missed out, like missed opportunity. Like nobody really thinks about stuff like that, but you know, it is what it is. Um, so yeah, man. Um, obviously like talking video games, were you able to snag a, a PS5 or an Xbox? Dude, I actually did snag a PS5. And I'm um, super fucking excited about it. Mm-hmm. But right now it's looking like I might take an L on that shit. Because on my card statement, it's actually like it was showing pending for like the longest time. And I'm like, okay, well, it's going to say pending until I guess it gets fucking confirmed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, some places what they do is they take the money and then they refund the money back to you. And then when it ships, they charge you again. Yeah, they just want to make sure that the money's there. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that's what it's fucking doing. But uh, my friend that's working at Best Buy, he's like telling me, he's like, yeah, dude, just get prepared to fucking take a fucking L on that shit. So I'm know, like, fuck. Uh, a, lo- a lot of us missed out on it. I know me and Joe were, were talking about it in, uh, in length in the last episode about how, I don't know, like Sony kind of dropped a bet on it. I, I agree, you know, obviously I should have been a lot smarter, but... I was watching the video and I never saw a release date 
And I was right there at the GameStop. I should have just pulled in just, just in case, but I don't know, man. I, I, I just dropped the ball on that hard. Um, when the Xbox came out, though, I kind of got the notification right away. And uh, I was in line, but because it was through a service I had never used before, I, I didn't have all my information saved. Plus, on top of that, uh, I had gotten jacked earlier, so I had new card information. Because usually when, I, when I'm doing it on my phone, it'll be like auto input like your card. But uh, it had my old card, so I had to redo all that. And by the time I got all that stuff done, it was already sold out. And I was like, man, this sucks. I just can't catch a break. I should have, I don't know, should have just been more prepared about that. Yeah. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you like my fucking like most honest input about this uh-huh. right now. I'm not too bummed out if I don't get the PS5 or anything. Yeah. Uh, mostly got it because I know someone that wants it. And, mm. uh, you know, she, she plays on it mostly. But, dude, ever since I built my PC, like, I have not even touched my PS4, like, for shit. I, I can all. feel that. I can feel that. And, and I don't know. Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, yeah, PC Master Race or anything like that. It's just that, like, especially with, like, the specs and everything that's coming out. Like, I could see why everybody was, like, super excited about it. Obviously, you know, PS5, Next Gen, they had a bunch of badass games. Um, I just have, like, much more fun now that I know I can run the games differently on PC, especially because I can tweak, like, so many more settings. Mm-hmm. I feel like I brought my gaming to, like, another fucking level, dude. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that a lot. Like even um, even when it comes to something as small as like uh, like ping, or something like as frame rate, you know, mm-hmm. how much of a big difference? Like a, especially in games like Fall Guys, frame rate can make or break like that win or loss. Because there's so many times where uh, I'm playing like that tail tag thing, and for some reason, like I'll be running over here. And this other guy will be over here and somehow he'll magically like stretch and steal my freaking tail. When in reality, uh, he was probably a lot closer than, uh, than what I was able to see. So it just, it makes or breaks, makes or breaks everything. Even like fighting games, uh, shooting games, it's PC is, uh, the way to go. If you really want to be competitive, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, like you said, like the frames and all that, it makes a big difference. And like a millisecond doesn't seem like a lot, you know, it's just like, Oh, it's a, it's a fucking millisecond. The thing is that like that millisecond, like in fall guys, the fucking tail one, especially like it could make mm-hmm. the biggest fucking difference. Cause like, it'll, it'll fuck up your whole day or yeah. your whole night. You could be, uh, you know, you could be perfect on your like first, run you could be perfect in your like little team where you're doing the soccer game or whatever but as soon as you play that tilt tag you better hope that your frame rate is like up there even on the one where uh where you're dodging like walls and they're coming at you uh that frame rate like i've gotten caught on the freaking platform before just because like it'll take a second to like load where i'm supposed to be at and i lose and it's just like what the hell man Meanwhile, Joe's over here on like his like fiftieth win, and I still haven't gotten my first. Wait a minute, fifty wins? <laughs> I don't know. May, I, he's probably gotten like twenty five. 
maybe. Oh, okay. No, I, I saw that uh, he posted when he got like his 20 and I heard it on your previous episodes. But mm-hmm. I was like, Jesus, bro. Like I can't even fucking get like 10. I can't even get one. There's been so many times I'm like there. And uh, even uh, even on like the, the like fall mountain, like the last when you make it all the way to the end, for some reason, I don't know why, but the game hates me. It always puts me in the back. There's so many times where I'm playing with Joe and Jay and everybody else, and they start in the front, and I'm all the way in the back. And I'm like, why? Why? Like, when is it going to be my turn to be in the front? So that way I could get that, like, little boost and get there. But you never, <laughs> never, never ceases to amaze me. When I've is been getting... Julian's turn, huh? Huh? Fucking I know. Fall Guy when, devs? When is it when, Julian's turn? When will I get my one? That's all I want. It's just my first one. Um... But yeah, man, uh, have you played it recently? They added like a whole lot of new uh, kind of things to it, like the all the maps. Um, I, I saw that it got an update, but um, I've been playing like a lot of Among Us <laughs> lately. Oh, how are, you, how are you liking that? Uh, freaking highly sus. Dude, it, it's really fun. Um, I do like playing it on PC more just because like if I play it on my phone, I have to be switching between Discord and shit. So like, I like it I too. I just I just downloaded it for my downloaded it for my PC this past week and it's just so much easier to get the controls down cuz when you have it on like your little phone your controls are here and then you get like everything kind of muddled up up here and meanwhile like while I have it on my laptop I have pretty much everything like I can even look at my map and move at the same time I find yeah. it a lot more fun to be the intruder on PC Oh I, yeah dude I can plan, uh, like, I didn't know that you could lock doors. And once I found that out, I was like, oh, man, this is perfect. Like, you lock people in and you just, like, you creep up to them and it's like, yeah, it was me the whole time. And then you just murder them and then take a vent out. And <laughs> it's hilarious, dude. dude my, uh, I actually had a really good imposter game today, dude. It was, like, mm-hmm. the best thing ever. I'm going to try and find a clip. I'll send it to you. But I was on my friend's stream. It was two killers. This other guy hasn't been doing shit. Like my other killer friend wasn't doing shit. I was like, dude, I'm ready to get everybody to vote this guy out just to give him like a peace of mind. Like, oh, fuck, we got one of them, you know? Yeah. But instead of doing that, I cut the lights off. And <laughs> my friend Tuna, he was, he was just chilling there. And the game snitch was like in my little f- in their little field of view because like you could still see the whole thing. Yeah. I think I think they have a smaller view than than the imposter does, right? Yeah, it's like way smaller. Yeah. So everybody knew that it was us three in that room. So I kill my friend. I kill him on his on his stream. I spam the report and I'm like, dude, the fucking green guy just killed him in front of me. And everybody's <laughs> like and everybody was like, dude, that's super sus. Like this this green guy, I knew something was weird about him. He's too fucking like interactive. He was like, guys, you guys have to believe me. It was fucking purple. It was me, right? Yeah. He's like, it was fucking purple. And they're like, I don't know, man. Like, purple reported, you know? <laughs> it was, like, so fucking funny because, like, it was, the, it was such a long game. Nobody was acting suspicious until, like, the end. And I just got everybody against that one guy. That was, uh, that was like, the best thing. That was the best thing, dude, <laughs> just that. Getting everybody to go against that one guy. Like, fuck that guy. How do you feel about them? Uh canceling their because they were going to do a second one but because it got so popular i think they're just going to work on this one um 
I mean, if it's just like an update, that'll be dope. Yeah. I think they're going like, to add like another map or two. Yeah, they should add like two more. I don't know what else they could do to make it better. Like, I think it's pretty good as it is. Unless yeah. people are trying to get more people in there, but then it would be way too hectic. Yeah, honestly, I mean, I, I could see how uh, maybe you could make one map with like 20 people and then like have at least like three intruders. But uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely already feels pretty well balanced especially because a lot of the controls you can uh you can adjust like uh the speed the field of view um like your timers how uh like your voting timers even your uh how many times you can report somebody it it's i feel like it's one of the simplest games but because of that simplicity it makes it for a well-balanced and well like no game is almost the same if that makes sense yeah you're yeah. never going to play the same game each time especially because you have all these different people trying to figure you out and all this other stuff it's almost like a joke to vote me out first all the time like no matter whether i'm the intruder or not uh carlos or joe or somebody they're always hitting that button being like red is sus because i always play red and they're like <laughs> yo red is acting f effing sus right now because you know, I saw him going to the car thing and not, you know, the bar didn't move or, hey, Red is following me around or Jules, whatever is following me around. He's acting freaking sus. And then sure enough, I'm like, what are you even talking about? And then I just see all the little like things on my name. And then you just see the little body just flying out. And it's like, was not the imposter or whatever. Everybody just laughs. And I'm just like, yeah. you guys, I'm not even going to do my tasks. See how you like it. Yeah, that's, that's how I always put that in the fucking, in like the little ghost chat. Do you usually leave? Like, I, I noticed that some people, whenever you play public matches, as soon as they die, like, they just leave the game. Have you, have you messed around with any GoPros at all? Like, I know you have your setup, and I know you have, like, that real nice camera. But uh, the GoPro 9 came out, I think, this past week. And I was, like, really thinking about getting it. I like it a lot because... Uh, unlike the eight, it's a lot more customizable. I don't know. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty cool. I actually was looking into it, and I like that it's modular. Yeah, I think too. it's cool that they added like a little bit better features, like for that little front screen. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I kind of have, I guess, against the GoPro is that at the end of the day, like it's not a vlogging camera for around the same price. You could get a pretty good starter vlogging like PowerShot or Sony, you know, or G7X, like a used one or some shit. Yeah. Like at that point, you might as well just get a good vlogging camera, you know? But so I guess uh, like how, uh, say I want to start a vlog or say I want to be able to take this podcast on the go. What would be like a good, uh, I guess, starter set to go with, even if it's used or uh, new or whatever? Um... Well, if we leave quality, like, just HD or, like, 1080p or whatever. Yeah, 1080p. Um, I would probably say if you find, like, a Sony A5100, you could probably find it for around the same price as a GoPro 9. Only thing is that, like, you might find them cheaper only because uh, I think, like, that camera is highly recommended still to this day as, like, a vlogging camera. Yeah, I think I However, had one a while back before I dropped it. <laughs> yeah, dude. 
Um, apart, like, besides all that, um, the only thing I would see that you wouldn't get compared to, like, the, the 9, the GoPro 9, is, like, the whole 4K thing. Oh, yeah, I was I was reading up that you get the, uh, I think, yeah, it is, like, 4 or 5K. And um, I think another thing that, that you really benefit with the GoPros, because uh, obviously they know their audience, like, they know that GoPros are a lot more for, like, that active lifestyle and all that other stuff. I think it has some of the best stabilization, like, to this day. Uh, I was watching some videos on it where it smooths out, like, a lot of the, like, even a dude who was, like, on a, mountain bike or going through like a very bumpy road it was smooth it was very like seamless like he showed you the difference between uh like a regular like even like your phone camera and you could see it like right away whereas yeah. like when it was the gopro it just looked flat so i don't know yeah um i think that's really cool like that those cameras can do like um optical image stabilization that's what it's called yeah. Um I think that's super 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 cool. The only thing is that if you have you, I don't know if you've had a GoPro before. But No, I I've, I've always wanted one since the first time I saw one. I I was like a little teenager. Um I think it was the first time I had walked into like a Zoomies and they were right there and I was like, "Man, that's a cool looking camera." Like uh I wouldn't mind it looks like something I could put in my pocket, take it out, ready to go. And I don't know, ever since then, I, I was always looking up videos. I always wanted one, but it's not until now that I'm an adult that I can actually afford one. Because <laughs> you have access to adult money? Yeah, exactly. I got that uh that COVID money. No, nah, not even. I got that essential, uh, essential whatever, employee money. Multiplier, employee multiplier. Yeah, money. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, they, um, they stopped that like after like uh, a month. Wow. Thanks, Empire of America. <laughs> I know, right? Um, no, but um, I honestly, man, I just hate the battery life on them. That's my biggest that, pet peeve about them. I've been hearing, uh, you know, yeah, stuff like that about it too. But I heard that this one has like thirty percent more than the previous one, and almost every time that I run into like a GoPro it's that's always one of the things that I, I always see them working on it's like longer battery life longer battery life longer battery life so obviously from probably like the first one or whatever generation uh this one's gonna be a little more uh better I guess because 30 percent is nothing to really laugh at I mean I'd understand if it was maybe like 10 percent you could that's something you can maybe see but not really but 30%, that could be something like, a, if it's like an eight-hour battery life, then 30% is an extra, like, hour or two on top of that. Uh, so, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I, I kind of like it. I just, me being, like, a camera person, like, I'd rather have an actual camera. <laughs> no, well, that yeah, that's why I'm talking to you about it. Because I know that yeah. you love cameras. I know that you know your well, I guess shit about cameras, you know, because obviously like with your blogs, uh, the last time that I saw you in Fountains, you had like that really sick, what was it? Was it the Sony or was it the uh, Canon? No, not Canon. You, man, I, I don't know what camera it is, but that freaking, yeah, it was, you have that nice, yeah, huh? it, was, it was my Sony, bro. It was my Sony. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, nice, dude. And then when you posted the pictures on your Instagram, uh, I think, 
I think he had posted them that day. I was like, dude, that's sick. Like how you're just able to even just messing with like the, the lenses of the camera, you can get all these different illusions, all these different like uh, things. Yeah. I'm actually using that Sony right now on my, on my, that's as my camera. It looks yeah. clear as hell. And that's the and one that's crazy. That tracks. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Um, the tracking's part of like the software, but this has even like the crazy fucking focus, dude. Like, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, how it goes like from straight to, uh, like right now, like kind of it's a little blurry, but yours mm -hmm. actually zoomed in to where you could see like every, like your fingerprint if you wanted to. Yeah. Um. So a setup like that is actually really cool. There's, um, you could you could actually still do the same thing that I can with a GoPro. You just need the, uh, cause I have this thing called the Elgato uh, 4K, mm -hmm. Elgato Cam Link 4K. So all it really does is connect like an HDMI to the camera and you just have to find like a, an adapter to let you plug in for like unlimited power. And then boom, you just have your like super HD webcam right there. I see a lot of people jerry-rig stuff like that with the, uh... <laughs> like uh i guess because some cameras like the gopro or whatever they don't come with like a plug-in option so i've seen some people like jerry rig stuff where they make like a fake battery and then it just like wires into like a dc outlet or whatever and <laughs> i'm just like yeah some people are like crazy and they wonder why like stuff like this will explode in your pocket or right. not not just your phone but like your like your vapes and stuff like that because they just jerry-rig so much uh crazy stuff man yeah dude like uh it was on reddit dude some guy couldn't get his tesla to charge and what he had to do is he just got a fucking fork or something like that and he bent it a certain way and he was able to get it to fucking just like pass the fucking electricity like like that yeah dude what? it was it was it was really fucking weird like <laughs> would you ever um, get a tesla Yes, dude. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but I want the Cybertruck more than you anything. You actually want the Cybertruck? Yes, dude. I want the fucking Cybertruck just because is it, it looks is so it because... fucking ridiculous <laughs> and extra and like <laughs> the breakable, and has... unbreakable windows. <laughs> the breakable, unbreakable windows. I remember watching that scene. Again. Like somebody had done like a, it was like a film with that and like the Benny Hill song, the where uh, they just like sped it up where he like smashed it and he's like, well, maybe I used like a too big of a ball or too heavy of a ball. And then he did it with like a smaller one and still <laughs> smashed the other one. I was like, are you kidding me, dude? I just, oh I love God. the way it looks. Cause it looks like a freaking PS one, uh, like car. It looks like I'm playing a car from like the, the PS one era or like the Sega era. Oh, okay, so you're not like the other guys that's like, hey, man, it reminds me of uh, Tomb Raider's PS1 graphic titties, bro. <laughs> I mean, essentially, yes, but I think the it torpedo, looks a little more the like... torpedo? Yeah. Because <laughs> even the tires, they look... They have, like, those weird... Uh, it has, like, a weird shape to them. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I just think it's cool because it's going to come with, like, a light bar and everything, and then it comes with, like, a like customizable suspension, like, on the fly. Apart from that, it's electric. It's like fucking cool. Uh, yeah, and it's and it's something nobody else has. Did you uh, yeah. did you actually pre-order one back when they were like a hundred bucks? 
Dude, the pre-orders were a dollar, dude. Oh, they were a dollar? I thought it was a hundred. Yeah. No, it, it, there was a day where they were like a dollar. Man, I would have I would have so done crazy. that. I would have actually. I know, just... but then, <laughs> but then, like, I think they're coming out next year, and like, cause they just had like their little keynote or whatever. Yeah. And uh, they're like, yeah, we have a, we actually have a couple thousand ready for like the pre-orders or whatever. And I was like, fuck, dude, I really should have done it like last year. And then um, apparently, you know, you put a dollar down, but then you still have to go through the bank and get it fucking financed and all that. Like, yeah. Well, depending so, on your state, because some some states they don't. It's weird, dude. Like some states won't let you fucking just finance it. Like you have to pay the whole fucking thing. So like some people get personal loans and then they fucking buy it, like technically cash. <laughs> yeah, because it's like okay, well I didn't finance it. It's yeah. I'm giving you all the money up front, but really I financed it a different way. I put my house on mortgage or whatever. <laughs> That's funny, dude. That's hilarious. Yeah, dude. I just did a couple of day trades and then just you know boom, got it. I, just kidding. Imagine being <laughs> I, I, so I, baller. A few, a few. Uh, uh, I, I, I checked the Nasdaq or whatever. I traded a few stock options and and was able to just buy it on the fly. Like yeah, dude, I was up ten percent on Bitcoin, so I just said fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I was hearing that. Uh, I think the stock market actually, uh, not necessarily crashed, but they it was down like ten percent. I think uh, this past week. Uh, I usually. Like I, I listen to a lot of different like news stations and stuff like that, and one of them they follow like the Dow and uh, Nasdaq and all those other ones, and they were talking about how like now's the time to buy, or now's the time to sell, or all this other stuff. It's just, it's it's definitely one of those things that I've been interested in jumping on for a while now, but I just have never really had enough balls to do it. You know, I was just like, man, do I really want to like throw down like a thousand in I don't know, whatever, all of a sudden merch. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's it's crazy. Uh, but that's how you make money. I see people oh, yeah. banking it left and right. Yeah, there was this, um, there's actually this guy on TikTok that I've seen before who he'll tell you like, hey, this is this is a company you should be watching out for. And then um, there's they're pretty low entry level stocks, like maybe like five bucks and shit, you know? Or lower? Is it like the stuff that uh you can get on what is it, Acorn or whatever? Uh you where wherever you can buy stocks really. But the most popular one is like Robinhood. Oh, I see Robinhood. I get I get uh invites from them all the time. I get uh I guess because of the stuff that I follow and my phone always like listening in and like, hey, you li- you like that? You like this? Um it <laughs> sends me like, weird as like, hey, you like this? Yeah, <laughs> you dude, like I, that? <laughs> hey. You like, uh, shoot, I was trying to come up with like a Pornhub title or something, but yeah. <laughs> you like that step, bro? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So, hey, step, bro. Uh, why don't you, you're the best step brother I could have ever asked for. <laughs> that one's just, that one always gets me, dude. Like, uh, I, so I finally joined TikTok. I, I was holding off on it, but because I think, what was it, Monday or Sunday last week was the last day. I was oh, like, yeah, let me to get on it. it. Yeah, I was like, let me get on this so I could see whatever the hell. And dude, that's it's not a the... bad platform, dude. It really isn't. I I thought I talked so much shit about it the other day, or I, about not the other day, but a while back. I was just like, nah, I don't think that's for me. But uh, my personal favorite of the week is the. It's like a rendition of Blinding Lights, where 
it's just like an extended like and uh (laughs) they usually they usually put it with like a lot of thirst uh videos so the the one I love the most this week, it's like a girl rewatching George of the Jungle. And like Brendan Fraser is like cut as hell in that movie. And she's just like watching and she's just like, Ooh, I can't see clearly when I start. Uh, uh, said, That's fucking funny. Dude, it's great. I'll send it to you. Like, I'll send you the link because I just have not been. <sighs> I have not have not stopped laughing every time I see it. That one, uh, the David Bowie one, is pretty funny too. Because uh, for a lot of girls, like their sexual, uh, I guess like their first sexual awakening was from David Bowie and the Labyrinth movie. Oh my so god! That, yeah, that's another one. Because I guess he wears like a cod piece or like a cock piece, whatever the hell, in, in that movie. So it looks <laughs> like he has like this giant, you know, schlong. Oh yeah, and, uh, he put him in the labyrinth. Yeah, exactly. One. He gave him the dark crystal with that one. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, different movie, but yeah. Yeah, I don't give a <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> I don't I mean, I don't I don't remember ever seeing that movie. I know uh I think my sisters saw it like once or twice, but I just it wasn't for me. Neither was Dark Crystal. I couldn't get into it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they just kept watching Labyrinth over and over. <laughs> I I never understood why we rented George of the Jungle like thirty seven times. I I I just I thought they liked it. I thought it was a good movie, you know, by the time I was done with it, I could quote the whole thing. Little did you know. <laughs> I know it was just that's that's all it was the whole time was just a, a sexual awakening. Fuck you. But yeah, man. Oh my god. You got any uh closing thoughts or closing statements? Um, no, I don't, I don't really have a lot of, um, like things to add on. I mostly want to like, let everybody know that this is going to sound really like cheesy, but like, if you're thinking about doing something, don't fucking think about it. Just fucking do it. Cause like, oh, through this throughout this whole fucking COVID thing, dude. Like I've I've talked to a lot of my friends and like some acquaintances and some people that I've just met. Even myself, dude. Some people are like, dude, I, oh, I've been thinking about becoming a photographer and this and that, or I've been thinking about doing videos and you know, flying my drone, all this crazy shit. I'm like, dude, I've been doing it. And the biggest thing that I can tell you is like, just fucking do it, you know? They're being like, Oh, it takes money to do it and this and that. It's like, I mean, yeah, a lot of things take money nowadays, but the thing is that you might not even fucking wake up tomorrow. So like, I, I think you'd feel a lot better saying like, Hey, I fucking tried it, you know? Yeah. And it's better. Fit. It's always better to have at least got, get that closure of like, Hey, I at least tried to try to do my dream or I tried to um, take it the next step rather than oh, what if, what if take, it makes sense to take advantage of all this extra time that we have. And on top of all that, like, I know, uh, we have a lot of people out there like dealing with like depression and all this other stuff. And the best way that you can kind of even, uh, combat that is just to like, stay busy, you know, and do the things that you love and like go out and try something rather than just, you know, lay away, uh, lay to waste, you know, on your bed thinking like, Oh, what if, or maybe I could, but what if I fail or something like that? It's always better to just you know, keep going, you know? Yeah. 
like um you know i i used to love fucking going out and filming like the vlogs and shit mm-hmm. and um to get me to fucking do it dude like i would always talk about it like man this is what i want to do this is what i want to do but i would never fucking do it yeah and um and uh, this is still before covid by the way um covid came in fucked everything up like i i was i had a lot of cool shit planned right but it fucked everything up for a while yep. and i was you know i was like in this fucking like really nasty state of mind back to where i was like damn i wish i could have fucking done this i wish i could do this i wish i could do that right so then um i just kept thinking to myself like hey i'm not probably the only person that feels like this right <laughs> so oh man yeah, that's, so, that's, uh, that's the crazy thing about all this is that uh, there's so many times that we kind of like, um, we get so inside of our own selves, we don't realize that everyone else is doing it. Like you're doing, you're going through that same shit. I'm going through that same shit. Jeremy's going through that same shit. Jay's going through that same shit. Joe's going through that same shit. Like everybody's like, fuck, you know, like I want to do more. I want to be better. I want to f- keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. So, like, that's just, like, really what I want to, like, I guess, add. Like, like if you're one of those people that listens to podcasts, just like this, you know, um, and it, you maybe think about, hey, dude, but if I start my own podcast, like, dude, just do it. Like, I've had a friend for a long time, and I'm, and I'm talking about, like, a long time. He's been just putting episodes out, and... He doesn't care if his gear's shitty or not, you know? He just fucking does it. And that's the type of shit that I feel like people need to remember is that, like, if you're really, like, trying to do it, like, just get out of your head, first of all, because I know a lot of people were, like, like I said, oh, it takes money, it takes equipment, you know, this and that. In all reality, dude, like, you literally have most of the fucking free tools in the world out there. You just have to go find them. Yeah. So, like. This is one of them right there. Hell yeah, like. Dude, you're probably listening on a phone, a laptop, computer. And what a great way then to download Anchor FM. <laughs> I know. I was just about to be like, yeah, dude, you're already giving me like the, the throwaway tagline. Right. Uh, honestly, <laughs> though, I mean, if, if, uh, if you do want to start your podcast, obviously the best place to go is Anchor. That's not just because they pay us to, to sponsor them or whatever, but it, it's really made um, – recording podcasts like so much more easier yeah because i feel like i feel like it was so weird dude that like just even like being a guest on like your podcast and stuff like i actually really enjoy it dude like whether you guys have like two fucking people listening or like one person or like zero like i'm super always down to do it you know because i like i just like i guess uh knowing that people take chances to fucking do shit you know yeah i just really fuck with that and i i I always like I honestly I appreciate always, 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 sorry, dude. <laughs> no, just, you're good, you're good. I can't stress it enough. I can't stress it enough, bro. Like, I just want everybody to, like, remember that, like, you're only here for, like... So long. Yeah, you're only here for so long, you know? It's so, like, I just want everyone to fucking have a good time. You yeah, know? me too, man. Uh, there was... Uh, we've been having, like, a lot of these conversations a lot lately. And, uh, like, cause obviously like we have friends going through some tough times and all this other stuff. And it's just like, you don't know, like, like you had prefaced earlier, you don't know if you could die tomorrow or you don't know if you'll die a week from now, a month from now, like years from now, do you really want to spend all that time, you know, 
um, just moping around and being sad all the time. Like, it's not, I'm not just saying like, oh, turn off the sadness switch, you know, because that's, that's impossible. That's, you know, you, you got to feel what you feel. But at the same time, you got to keep going. You can't just be like, no, I want to like end it. I want to just, you know, be so, you know, in my head the whole time. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I lost my train of thought, but it's, it's definitely, uh, you, you always got to want, want to move forward, you know, yeah, dude, I always definitely. move forward. Even if the progress is a little step or even like a minuscule of a step, you're still that much more closer than you were the previous day. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, so go buy that GoPro, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to honestly, cause that, that's been, uh, definitely a lifelong dream, but I'm slowly getting every other little step out of my way. Like, uh, I, I, I finished paying off my car, uh, in the beginning of the close to like when the pandemic started. So I've just been kind of working on that because obviously I was paying it off so I couldn't afford to take care of it and it, it needed a lot of work. So I already got the bumper taken care of. I'm getting the brakes taken care of the lights, you know, little by little, I'm just building on it. Cause I plan on keeping that thing at least until it craps out on me, but it's gotten me everywhere. And I'm already about to hit, I think I'm like 50 miles away from hitting a thousand K on there, a hundred thousand K on there. Damn, and you still haven't excited. hit a hundred thousand? No, I'm excited though. I've taken several trips on that thing. Uh, can't wait. I'm probably going to hit it tomorrow. Uh, but with dude, that, that's, that's super sick to hear, dude. Yeah, it's cool, dude. Honestly, like I, I know a lot of people are like, they dread that, but I'm looking so forward to it because that thing has been in my life for like six years. I paid it off by myself. I didn't, you know, uh, that's not to say that like my parents, you know, don't support, they don't help, you know, obviously I got all this, but, uh, you know, like it, it means something when it's like something that you really like did it, if that makes sense, like yourself. Yeah. That was definitely like one of my biggest accomplishments, but yeah so the as 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 we were saying just keep going guys like there's always a light at the end of the tunnel um i guess with that um as always guys stay sunny thank you for tuning in to uh all of a sudden episode 70 uh thank you Vlad, for stopping by thank you jeremiah for stopping by earlier and talking tenant with me and uh thank you to joe or f you joe and i hope you have a hard time editing this podcast especially with all the f-bombs from both jeremiah yeah, and me you, and, and Vlad. <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding so. uh, but uh have a good have a good time everybody keep moving forward don't let your dreams be dreams and uh as always stay some... just do it <laughs> do the do the freaking uh shia labeouf was it this hey, one? guys no wait that's that's okay wait. <laughs>